everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 261st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we present our final episode uh, for 2020. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am uh, I'm definitely ready to get 2021 started. So hopefully this episode will help us get headed in the right direction. I've brought on Aaron Beyer to help take a look at our top five Jurassic things from 2020. Anything's out there. You'll, you'll get a good gist of it once we get that episode started. As well as the top five things to look forward to for Jurassic in 2021. Now, 2020, of course, has, has certainly been a year of struggle and upheaval, um, but uh, I think as fans of Jurassic, we've certainly had a lot to be excited for. Um, so, so I'm really excited for you to all hear that segment, hear our thoughts and feelings and what we're excited about for 2021. But uh, before that, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you. Uh, to everybody out there who has supported us over the past year. Um, I know it's been a year where the focus on stuff like this, you know, superfluous things, uh, it's the focus has certainly waned. But uh, I've just seen such a great outpouring from everybody who listens to the show, everybody in the community. And if anybody out there is like me, I know my productivity as far as listening to podcasts and music and stuff like that has certainly gone downhill um, as, as I'm not commuting anymore. Um, so I just I can't tell you enough how amazing it is to see our numbers and our, our friendships in the community grow uh, during this, you know, uncertain time. Um, and outside of normal life, uh, us Jurassic fans, I think we also experienced a lot of uncertainty during the year. But, you know, we've all stayed invested. We've all stayed focused and, and interested in the conversation. And as a podcast, that's that's all we could really ask for. Um, you know, you've all supported us here at the podcast. Um, of course, this is the number one priority. You've, 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 you know, been with us over on YouTube as we've done so much stuff, toy hunts, uh, you know, uh, uh, unboxings, uh, watch parties, and the watch parties were so big at the beginning of the year. Um, and you've also helped support us via our uh, Jurassic Gives Back tr- charity drives, and we did one earlier in the year, and just one, uh, you know, within the past few weeks, and everybody came through, and it's so amazing to see. Um, and and of course, uh, you know, you you've supported me uh, throughout my Spinosaurus memes this past year, <laughs> which has been, you know, huge. <laughs> you've supported my uh, my my amazing, and I gotta say, amazing Spinosaurus memes. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, yeah, all my you know all my guest appearances on other shows and stuff like that. I feel like I feel like everybody shows up. The listeners show up. The Jurassic fans show up. Even if it has nothing to do with Jurassic, and I. 
I love you all, and I appreciate you being so kind to me and, of course, to the other contributors here and just to the show, you know, that we've built over the past five and a half years. Um, It's been incredible to watch. So, you know, while 2021 is certainly uh, just a year of, well, uncertainty and and stuff like that for Jurassic fans, I think think there's definitely a lot of hope for us fans and, and a lot of hope for life. So stay positive. Stay kind, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get to experience a better and more fulfilling year in 2021. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So, anyway, speaking of 2021, uh, we're going to be ditching the standard format for the first month or so, uh, beginning our Camp Cretaceous month here in January. So, we are really, really excited about this. Uh, we're going to be focusing on Camp Cretaceous and celebrating Camp Cretaceous all month long. And finally, giving you our episode-by-episode breakdowns of Season 1, leading straight into uh, the Season 2 episodes on Netflix. Um, The the episode-by-episode breakdowns is something that I wanted to do from the start of Season 1. When was that? Back in September? Um, But, uh, you know, things just got away from us, and we never actually got around to doing it. So I figured, why not do this now uh, as a lead-up to Season 2 to help us refresh our memories, help get hyped up for Season 2, and of course start discussing all of those you know those important details that you find throughout the show the hidden details that are are a lot of fun to talk about and I think there's plenty there's a lot of really good stuff in there so we're going to be getting this kicked off this Friday January 1st starting the first day of the year we'll be debuting two episodes of our season one breakdown and you'll get to hear myself and Stephen Ray Morris of See Jurassic Right amazing show go check that out if you haven't already steven's an awesome dude uh, but we're going to be giving our thoughts and opinions on the first two episodes of the series um like i said two episodes every time we're going to debut these uh after that after this friday you'll hear you know different guests uh along with those two episodes but they're going to be debuting every monday after this friday so Keep an eye out uh, as we lead into that Season 2 debut on January 22nd. We'll be doing uh, two this Friday, two another Monday, two another Monday, and two another Monday, equaling the eight episodes. I am super, super excited to kick this off on Friday, so uh, so be sure to watch the episodes, of course, and then listen to our breakdowns afterwards. But if you did want to watch the episodes, maybe you could watch along with us. I think that would be fun. We're going to be doing some watch parties over on YouTube of the entire first season. So you just have to get your YouTube, uh, you get, get your net, uh, what is it, Netflix account? Get your Netflix account ready. Watch along with us. We'll be doing two episodes every time we do these live streams. Yeah, we're going to be doing it live. Uh, watching along with us. You can comment in the chat. You can, you know, you can just have fun with us. And it, we did these live streams for. Uh, the films and Battle at Big Rock and some some other things earlier in the year and uh, or you know in 2020 and they were just so so much fun so I wanted to carry that over to 2021 and start with Camp Cretaceous so like I said we're going to be starting those it's going to find uh, you're going to find the same schedule as our episode by episode breakdown so you'll get two episodes this Friday January 1st followed by two more episodes every Monday leading up into the premiere of season two I'm really really excited about that uh, those those live stream watch parties they'll, they'll just be me I'll just be watching them um, I'll count it down three two one hit play we'll all hit play together over on Netflix and uh, I am really really excited about that those are gonna be fun 
But that's about all I have. I know it's been a long-winded intro, so have a, a great 2021 if you don't listen through the outro. And, um, and, and of course, starting 2021, join us with that Camp Cretaceous month all month long in January. Really, really excited about that. So why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off for the last episode of 2020 with our segment, The Top 5 Things of Jurassic in 2020 and 2021. Enjoy. Five. Dinosaurs and men. Five million years of evolution. Four. You might be the fourth. Three. I'm going to contact the other three members of your team and I'm going to stop them. Two. You're like Dakota. Not too mean. One. That is one big pilot. Welcome, everybody, to our final segment for 2020. And I'm sure it'll probably come as no surprise to anybody who listens to podcasts or reads blogs or so, you know just searches social media in general. We're going to do an end-of-the-year list. It's not very original, but we're going to feature our top five things Jurassic. Uh, we combined lists. We, we sifted through our thoughts and our feelings over 2020 and combined our lists to come up with a, a massive list, a top five list for 2020. And that's not all. We're going to do a follow-up of our top five things that we are looking forward to in 2021. And, of course, since this is the end of the month, uh, typically we have a certain person on at the end of the month with a certain segment. We're kind of skipping that segment this month, but uh, it is the final episode of 2020. So I figured we'd bring in the man himself, Aaron Beyer, to discuss these two lists with me. Aaron, how's it going? I'm doing good. How's it going, man? Thank you for, you know, kind of delaying on my end as far as like not hitting the deadline for when we <laughs> normally do the episode. I don't you know, know what it is, right. my job. It's like I get slammed that last like week before the end of the year. I don't like I don't get why. I, I have no idea why. It's not huh. like I mean I just don't understand why. Like I wrote you in the middle, I want to say, of like last week. I was like, dude, I, I can't. I can't record <laughs> on time. There's just no way I'm going nuts over here. It's all good, man. We're getting it out. That's that's all that matters. And, you know, while it's it's still 2020, let's get this thing, you know, out to the world uh, before it's too late and nobody cares about 2020 anymore. <laughs> you know what? 2020 can just go. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, we, we don't need to be reminded. But at least with Jurassic, I do think we're, there's, you know, there's some fun things that we uh, we had over the past year. And, uh, you know, it was it was an off year uh, for the films and stuff like that. We were expecting to get into Dominion this coming year. So the the conversation really, I think it was at its peak, you know, it, it, as it should be. Uh, it was kind of ramping up and getting ready for Dominion, and then of course Dominion got pushed. So now the conversation hit its peak, and I don't know where it's going to go from here. But uh, I'm certainly excited to, to to figure that out and to see what happens in in the next year. Um, but uh, like I said, I think 2020 did us pretty good for Jurassic fans, at least. I mean, can you believe we were supposed to have another movie by now? Right? Like June 20? No. Oh no! No, next next year, almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> But, we but that's like, what I mean. Like we, we were, were ramping up. Yeah, we were we were in the thick of the conversation and the theories and everything. And it was it was uh, you know it's been pretty hyped up this past year. And then now now I'm not too sure where the conversation goes because we have to extend it another year. And I don't want to overplay the 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 theories and the conversations because I, I kind of want to you know I don't want to repeat ourselves constantly. But um, I'm interested to see what happens this next year and hopefully we can spread that conversation to other. Uh, other things throughout the Jurassic saga. So, you know, we'll see. 
Yeah. I mean, for, you know, like I said, we, you said it was a slow year, but how many episodes of the wire did we do this year where we talked for three plus hours on Jurassic content? We at least did 10 yeah. episodes. That's right? the thing. Like we yeah. at least did a solid <laughs> 30 hours of Jurassic coverage on the wire alone, not to mention, mm-hmm. you know, the weekly podcast itself. So a slow year, yeah. sure, but there was definitely coverage. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, and I don't remember the the official stat, but I got a summary via YouTube that said how much content we put out. And it was something around like four to five thousand hours of content uh, this past year. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the conversation ramped up and we were ready for it with The Wire. You know, we were talking about everything. And uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting. I hope we have some conversations moving forward. But what do you say we dive into 2020s list so like i said yep. we com- we combined our lists we came up with individual things we kind of you know let things go from each other's list and then combined everything into something i think is pretty good uh covering all the top well, things here i think we have to face facts if you and i would have each come with a with five a piece this would have been six hours like <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you think about the wire episodes we usually come with three or four topics and that runs for three hours so i think yep. we made a safe call and, you know, as always, we're, we find ourselves talking about the thing that we're going to talk about so much. So starting off our list, <laughs> yep, our number one, or not our number one, our, our first thing here on the list is, uh, well, I, I don't think you can miss this. It's Camp Cretaceous. It was it was probably one of the bigger things of this past year. Um, I know we had kind of differencing, different uh, of opinions uh, on the show from time to time, but um I think it was a huge thing for Jurassic fans and the, the way that it expanded the world um, gave us new things to talk about during a year where we don't have a film. I think that's pretty amazing and it just opens up the world so much in the future and I, I'm really excited about this show and everything that it offered uh, for fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did differ, right? Like you were super high on it. I was I was kind of mediocre um, I mean, more along the lines of enjoying it than disliking it. Right. But sure. Um, I mean, it was for all intents and purposes, man, it was freaking awesome. Like there's, there's stuff going on right now with, with Mandalorian uh, on Disney plus where it's like, everyone is, is super stoked. And I feel like we're like in that same boat with Jurassic where we get the animated series now and for better or for worse, it's, it's an animated series that we've always wanted. I, I would think that, you know, it, it's very close to the vision that I always had as a kid of what I wanted the animated series to be. And so, yeah, I was excited to see it happen. I binge watched the whole thing over the course of one night. Um, you know, it, it just, it was awesome. I mean, really. Yeah. You know, we've always been asking universal to expand the, uh, the sandbox a bit give us a lot more to discuss. And, and that's what they did. And this is our first step. You know, this is our first chance to, to get into something else other than films. And uh, it's it's awesome, man. It's really cool. And I think, uh, you know, it, it had to get over a little hurdle just to think that, like, a lot of people out there assume that this is for kids, like, just only for kids, not something that adults can enjoy. And I think uh, right. it, it, it leaped that hurdle Right off the bat, I thought, and it and it made something that uh, everybody can enjoy. So I think that's definitely worthy of 2020. Yeah, I know that going into this this one, I think part of part of my hesitation was like I feel like we were treading on just like ground that's already been covered, and it was just kind of filling in the gaps and and 
it it kind of filled this uh it kind of filled this gap that i want to say like the live tour kind of um you know having the live tour getting canceled through because of covid like this kind of filled a gap in story expansion that that kind of left um like an empty hole this year so mm-hmm. You know, I was excited to see, I mean, I don't know if we're talking spoilers for Camp Cretaceous, but I was excited to see some of the rides get, you know, kind of shown off. Um, some dinosaur attributes get shown off. I was excited for the Carnotaur being uh, the big bad instead of, you know, the traditional T-Rex or Raptors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it was great because it was different, you know, in that aspect. Yeah, there was like little comments here and there that just, just, expand things and make it cool like they're just like oh this is a dinosaur that they had to take off the the, the exhibit floor basically the this the carnotaur so you're just thinking in your head like oh why did they do that why did that happen and 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 you see that this thing is just a pretty brutal uh creature in front of the kids so you can you can understand why so there's little details like that that just expand the world and uh i i loved it i, I watched it again recently and you know that velociraptor moment is it's really really cool really fun um, and it's so quick. It's a very quick moment that kind of spans the first and second ep- episode. But um, it was it was awesome. It was cool. Yeah, I know I said I probably wasn't going to go back and rewatch it. but And we'll talk about this later. But with them launching a second season so quickly and with – I kind of felt like Witcher should have had another season by now. But apparently not. So, like, I, this gives me some a reason to go back to Netflix right now and, and – kind of recap the first season before the second one comes out oh definitely yeah yeah you gotta catch up quick um so yeah i i think uh i think it would be a weird list if if we didn't have it on there because like i said it was one of the biggest things uh from this past year and um it's gonna be big i think moving forward so i hope i hope it's big um so what do you say we move on to our second piece of the puzzle here yeah man totally let's do it um you want to talk about video games next right yeah, number number I two mean, on our list here. For an off year, there was a lot of video game talk, um, I would say. Like, normally these video games just tie into the year of the film. And we got three distinct announcements and or releases this year. And uh, that's definitely, I feel like, not normal for a non-movie year. We got Jurassic Evolution showing up on the Switch, which... When they first announced Jurassic World Evolution, we had asked them, is it coming to Switch? And of course, you know, oh, we don't know, you know. And my mentality was like, there's no way this thing can even run on the Switch. Like, there's just no way. It barely ran on my PlayStation <laughs> 4, like my base version. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, they they figured it out. They got it out on the Switch. Now, I personally haven't played it. I was kind of hoping that, like, a physical version would come out for it. Um, just because for Jurassic, I want that kind of that collector, that collectability. Um but I don't think that's happening, so I'll probably end up picking it up if it goes on a relatively good sale. And then well, we got a VR trailer and Minecraft. I, I just want to say this real quick because I'm looking up uh, Evolution as we speak. And, and if you want it for Steam, it's it's got a special promo that ends January 5th. It's it's uh, $4.49. Oh, my gosh. Get it for $4.49 for it's sure. It's a 90% discount on Steam. So if you if you want to buy it there, $4.49. I know it's on sale on PlayStation right now as well. And I to be honest with you, I don't know the price because once you purchase something on PlayStation, they don't show you the sale prices anymore. 
Um, uh, but I know okay. that like all of the iterations of Evolution are on sale on PlayStation right now too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely worth picking up though for less than five dollars. You know, I haven't played the um, Switch version either since I I did purchase everything, um, all the expansions and everything for the uh, for the PlayStation one as well. And um, I, I haven't. I, I, every now and then I, I dive back into it, but it's it's. It's kind of one of those games that is tough for me to dive back in because there's so much to do. Um, but eventually, I, I will dive in back into it. Uh, I actually was recently just diving into um, the Lego Jurassic uh, World game. Um, it was it's been a while since I played that, and me and my son were tackling that for a while. But um, but yeah, I think the fact that it's on Switch opens it up to a brand new audience, and uh, and honestly, I wish I had it on that. To begin with, I, I think it would have been a great game to to play on my Switch. Hmm. I mean, yeah, in an ideal world, but again, I don't know. I haven't played it, sure, so I really sure. can't speak to like it's. I can't speak to its quality of running, but I'm wondering how much that bogs down that little machine. I'd yeah, be really interested. I don't know. Like, I mean, who knows? I'm sure that I'm sure they've. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimized it like mm-hmm. well. I guess, hopefully you would think, um, after, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I don't think, I, mean, any, I don't think anything can have as much video game controversy as <laughs> cyberpunk has had in the last like two weeks. So yeah, yeah. I got to imagine it runs better than cyberpunk on the, on like a PlayStation four. So yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing was, um, an announcement that we're going to be getting, or we, you know, we already got it, a VR game, which was like, pretty awesome the fact that they're just popping out a new game now this is brand new like this isn't just a port from you know a previous console or anything this is this is brand new uh for the oculus this uh jurassic world aftermath game which i have not played myself but uh, we have a bunch of breakdowns and stuff on our youtube channel where you can see some gameplay uh featuring a lot of the different lore and and canonical stuff from the franchise um and then tom fishenden had a big breakdown on it as well um but um yeah i mean it looks pretty good and i i know i know you had some issues with the the style um but like the fact that it was brand new was still really cool and i know something you were excited about yeah i mean look style is you can't style is subjective right it's like, personal yeah it's personal my, my, opinion, like, my opinion on style really is no, has no way on the quality of the game right but like yeah like this did spark a little bit of controversy especially with a few of our listeners right who <laughs> said i wasn't a, i was like oh, you're i'm not a gamer i'm like oh, oh trust me it hasn't but, it hasn't ended it's still going it's still the controversy still lives so we'll catch really? up on that you after, have to yeah. send me this link you have to send me this link because i think i'm gonna have to get in there and start busting some chops but um yeah i mean you know whatever um the style doesn't appeal to me. However, I'm probably not going to play this game because I don't have a VR headset of any kind. Yeah. So it's like I can sit and complain about the style, but it doesn't mean that I can even play it. Look, if the style was beautiful, I couldn't play it anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know, that's the thing. I I, I was really into the style. I thought it looked cool. Um, and as far as I can tell, it seems like it's a pretty fun game uh, as far as I've heard from everybody. Um, and it has some really, really interesting world building. If, if it's canonical, I mean, we don't really know. That's the thing. We don't have any kind of confirmation yet. And, um, no, no conversation about whether, you know, this fits in, you know, no conversation from the top, you know, the people up at the top, not, not telling us uh, if this matters, uh, which 
Maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe that's why they haven't said anything. But um, it's still awesome. The fact that they're opening up this world and making us think these things about this game and this this larger world um, with different dinosaur species and and you know conversations between different characters and stuff like that. So I think it sounds fun. Um, I'd love to be able to play it. I just I'm in the same boat as you. I don't know when I would. Um, I recently played Star Wars uh, Squadrons on my PlayStation, yeah. and um, I don't have VR on there either. I don't have PlayStation VR, but um, it is a VR game where you can just play it normally. And I would love if I had the chance to just play this normally without VR. Um, I don't know yeah. if that'll ever happen on an Oculus system. I don't know. I don't think they do that, but you know, it would be fun. I mean, I doubt it, right? Because Oculus is VR. Where yeah, it's, it's its own. Thing. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, it's its own thing, and I'm wondering if, like, because it was developed for VR, I'm wondering if it's even possible to kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Work that over to like a 2D, uh, you know, type experience. But I mean, yeah, if it came to if it came to like a 2D thing, like that's the thing is, I'm not gonna run out and grab a VR headset to play this particular Jurassic game. And I mean as big of a Jurassic fan as I am, like I definitely have my taste in games. Like I don't really like any of the mobile games that are available to me right now. Um, the one I did enjoy is, is closed up and I can't play it anymore. So, mm. um, you know, I mean, everyone has their own, everyone has their own likes and dislikes. And for me, I think if this one came to some kind of 2d, uh, system, uh, at a reasonable price, you know, something under $20, like then I would totally jump on, but, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to go out of my way to to play this one. And uh, the final one, at least that I remember, maybe there was others that I don't remember, but um, this was another surprise, a, a really big surprise, I think. Um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pops up Jurassic World Minecraft. And I think that's a big deal. Um, I think it's still a popular game with uh, with kids out there. I know I've always loved Minecraft, um, whether it was themed to a certain property or not, I've always just liked the, the the base game of Minecraft. I think it's a lot of fun. It's kind of therapeutic in a way. It's it's got yep. some really amazing music and it's relaxing and all you're you're not doing anything other than just building and digging and you know just walking around and it's super it's super fun to play and and relaxing and and all of a sudden you got Jurassic coming in here and s- like slightly terrifying me with all these dinosaur encounters but i was blown away by how how awesome they they ported this Jurassic idea into the game and they literally started you off with a full Jurassic world that had all these hints to the past with the visitor center and you know the old T-Rex paddock and stuff like that and you you literally get the entire park to explore, which was just mind blowing. I kind of thought me going in, I would like have to build stuff, and I'd have like Jurassic themed items to build. And then all of a sudden, I enter the game, and I'm like, oh no, I'm this is this there's a there's like essentially a monorail track here. I can I can fl- fly around the park wherever I want to go, see all these different uh, paddocks and stuff, and and go everywhere on Main Street and. It was it's it's amazing. It's still really cool, and uh, I can't believe this just came out of nowhere. Well, so then you're kind of answering some of my questions I had about it initially. Was like because I want to experience it, but I'm not like I'm not into Minecraft, and so I was like, well, what do I have to buy? What do I have to do? How long is it going to take me to get to Jurassic World if I just started from the beginning? Right. So mm-hmm. like you're telling me that like I can buy the base game and this expansion, and I can just enjoy Jurassic from yep. the get go. 
Exactly, dude. You don't have to do anything. And and I think that's the, the plus with a lot of these um, expansions. Like we recently got uh, a Toy Story expansion and it's just like it's like Andy's neighborhood and then Andy's other house. And then like, uh, you know, uh, it's just everything that you would want from Toy Story. Like there's the apartment building with like Jesse and, and, and the prospector and all this stuff. It's like you can go in all these different places and. Um, and the same thing with this. It's like you literally just turn it on, you select the the, the pack, and then you go in, and you're there. And oh, that's it's, awesome. see, like it's, this, that it's it's cool to explore, even if you don't care to play Minecraft. It's fun to explore. Yeah, and that's totally something where, like, for me, if I can find the base game for a decent price, which I can't imagine, I couldn't um, find the base be, game for a decent it's price. It's got to be cheap. And then, yeah, it's got to be fairly inexpensive right now, especially with the holidays. Um, you know, yeah, that's something I'll totally jump into and yeah. experience this coming year. Like PlayStation, awesome. PlayStation Store has it for nineteen ninety nine right now. It looks like that's and the base and game, the base game, yeah. And then I, uh, I don't know. I think I paid like under ten dollars or something like that for the expansion. So right for for you know thirty to forty dollars. I don't know specifically, but right around there, you can play this. You can you can. You can explore the entire park. You can go into the aviary and have dimorphodons attack you and terrify you. And you can go into a raptor pen. You can go. You can just ride quads around and and trucks and and everything. And and uh, you know, go on a, a monorail ride around the park and and check out some brachiosaurus. And it, it just got everything. It's super super cool. Um, and of course, it's 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 a blocky game. It's like a you know, kind of like a. A, a Lego type ish kind of thing where like, you know, it's all squares and blocks and weird looking humans and stuff like that, but it's awesome. Yeah. I would, I would say dive in no matter what, cause it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Cause I, I felt like this was, it's one of those crossovers where you go, why didn't this exist? And then it went so long without existing that you just kind of thought like, Oh, they just might just not be interested in it. Um, in wanting yeah. to like, because basically the promotion, right? Like that's a marketing, that's a marketing scheme, right? It's like both of them are advertising one another to keep each other quote relevant, even though I don't think Minecraft needs help being relevant, but um, it's very similar to when like, I think Fortnite just had its big Marvel crossover, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which was great because Marvel had kind of a, a bust year as far as movies were concerned, you know, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kind of, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Just um, a little. And so it was, it was fun to kind of get my Marvel fix via via Fortnite. And let's see, they've got they've done Marvel recently. They've done a few DC they characters, did Star Wars. Um, right? There was Star Wars. There was or a Ghostbuster character. Oh man. Um, I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for my Jurassic characters to to show up, and that's. Well, I mean, man, for me, that would that be, would be like cool. amazing. Um, that, especially that be because cool. of all the different. I know we say that like you know jurassic isn't about guns but like marvel like i got wolverine running around with like a machine gun shooting everybody up like i don't know like why not throw Muldoon in there with a pump shotgun that makes sense to me you know that does that does make a lot of sense and makes you know more sense batman running around with a gun. <laughs> this you know we said it was kind of weird because there was no film this year and stuff like that so why are these things popping up but i guess it's like kind of like you're saying it's like well we figured we would not get this game so all of a sudden they're just like hey here it is planning on releasing it the year before dominion comes out so a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. they they necessarily couldn't stop so they just 
released it anyway. Like the VR game well, or, or the Minecraft stuff, you know, they just kind of put them out because uh, they were planning on doing it in the first place. I mean, what you're seeing, right, is the roadmap to to Dominion, right? It, yeah. First, I feel like it started with uh, – uh, not Camp Cretaceous. I feel like it started with uh, the short Probably. on FX. Oh, or the short yeah, on I YouTube. Mean, it, it could have been that, like, because that was a uh, yeah, uh, Battle of Big Rock. Also with the live tour, Camp Cretaceous. Then these two VR, this, the VR game and Minecraft and Switch, and and right. then you know, then you cross over into 2020 as or 2021 as we're doing now. And and I don't know what they have in store now, but like. Yeah, you would have had the movie in six months because, well, then you have two, you know, other things opening up uh, across the world, which we'll maybe talk about later. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I think it was it was it was great to get these things despite not having a movie to kind of sell them on and stuff like that. But uh, speaking of of the film, um, at at our our third slot here, we we put uh, the Jurassic World Dominion production because. Outside of Camp Cretaceous, this could have been the biggest thing that happened this year. And, and um, you know, this is – the production, I think this encapsulates a lot of different things, right? If it, You know, we've got a lot of uh, um, pictures released via, you know, official channels and stuff like that. We've gotten, you know, just all kinds of behind-the-scenes information and uh, really, really fun videos and stuff from the cast and, um, you know – pictures from them and stuff like that um honestly one of the one of my favorite things of this past year uh and this this is only due to the fact that we they had a pandemic was the fact that they were all staying together and you got really beautiful moments like like jeff goldblum and sam neill doing these incredible like duets on the piano and like just singing to each other and doing these funny like little skit duets things and you know that was a completely unexpected thing but during the production of all this, they had a chance to sit down and do things like that every now and then. And it was it was pretty special. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm trying to like get my I'm trying to get my images straight because some of them are like non-official spoilery stuff. So I don't want to talk about that stuff. But like, yeah, we did have was it was I'm looking it on the Instagram. The Instagram page has a lot of the uh, <laughs> the pictures that are official, at least if you wanted to take a look at that. Um, but yeah, there was um, I, I think it was E. Or no, New York Times has this one with Compies and um, also Chris Pratt and DeWanda Wise, like going through a very Sorna-esque looking jungle. Yeah, it was like the Compies kind of sparked some debate. I know there mm-hmm. was the the freezer box um, that got yeah, that was a big release. That was a huge one. Like I think I feel like that was the first one this year because and that wasn't anything like. Was that on Chaos Theorem's website that they got to post that? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was just like, yeah, it might have been just on like social media or something like that. Yeah, um, that was like really cool. That sparked a lot of people like breaking down, you know, where and when and and what that was. Um, I don't even see that on their the- Instagram, but but yeah, that was – and that was one that – I mean like, it was it, official. It wasn't. Oh, no, no. It, it definitely it definitely was. But it was one that like popped up and, uh, and uh, you know, you looked at it and you're like, eh. I don't know. There's not really what what is this? There's nothing there's nothing here. And then you kind of an, analyze it a lot further and you're like, "Oh, oh my god, there's actually a lot of storytelling going on in this single image." And uh mm-hmm. it's it was pretty big. It was honestly pretty big. I know this this sparked the whole like 
this sparked the whole conversation of like how Sorna and Nublar like work together and how there's, you know, consistent, constantly things moving back and forth. This sparked the idea of like, you know, flashbacks entering Jurassic, which we've never had before. Um, just, yeah, again, like you said, it was just a, a picture of a box, but it was a picture mm-hmm. of a box yeah. that just, just happened to be sitting on a tile floor. That was important. Just happened to be sitting in front of a telephone that was, kind of telling just happened to be by a briefcase <laughs> that gave you a little bit of information, you know, like yeah, yeah. you don't get that very often. I mean, even in, even I feel like with star Wars, you don't get these behind the scenes images that give that kind of information, you know? Yeah. A lot um, of times you don't. Um, and, and I think they were pretty generous this time around. Um, I don't know if they were trying to be extra generous because of everything going on or not, but like they, they showed off quite a bit. Um, and a lot of it was due to uh, pandemic articles and stuff like that, showcasing how how they're handling things, how everything's going well, um, right. and stuff like that. So they would release those articles every month or so, and it would be accompanied by a bunch of new pictures, and and that was pretty cool. Um, like there was a picture of uh, a, a crew, a few crew members just standing in front of some big, like a big fake mountain. And you're like, what is this? What's going on here? And then some guy in like right. a, a very sketchy looking place that kind of looks like it could be the same place as like those copies. And uh, so I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of different things. And and of course, like what was that one? It was a Lystroceratops. I forget what it was. Something. Some, yeah, some something weird. Yeah, cerat- some small dinosaur. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it was, but not even a dinosaur. Some weird like lizard mammal thing. I don't I don't know what those are but uh that was a creepy cool looking thing that was released and and pretty like we were talking about that box like this thing also expands the world and we have to think about like what does this mean and um what else there was a picture which i think was actually pretty awesome there was was the baby nasuaceratops with like the weird club foot that we like debated on was that um, whether or not this year oh my gosh was that it was probably like before this all started wasn't it or no i feel like it was it was yeah because like of course the production took a huge break uh for a bunch of months but then they they kicked back into it but i don't remember if you remember correctly the nasutoceratops thing went for like weeks because first they Mm -hmm. showed us like this like skeletal structure of a robot and everyone was like trying to guess what dinosaur it was then they showed like an unpainted puppet inside of a cage and everyone like in the horns were like either stubby or just not like screwed in or whatever. And then it went to like, you saw like the painted version, which like confirmed that it was uh Nisutoceratops. But then like, I noticed like that weird foot thing that only appears to be on one foot. So I'm oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's when it, we kind of got into some speculation about like the virus or whatever. And it's like, Oh no, <laughs> can we, and that, yeah. yeah, it had to have been before it had to have been before COVID because that led me to think of the virus and I would, we didn't put two and two together with a virus <laughs> until just a few months ago. Yeah, you know? I know. Um, there was like a, a massive uh, dart that went through like a windshield. And I remember like thinking, what in the world are they trying to take down with that dart? Because it's like huge. It's huge. It's unlike anything we've ever seen in the franchise before. And we've seen some pretty huge darts. So this thing like, it was a f- like, two feet long it looked like and cracked a windshield and went straight into it well, um i won't go into spoilers but i think we do know what that dart was going <laughs> I think, for i think we might now there's a good chance we, I think might, we know. might now yeah if you um, want to if you want to spoil it for yourself <laughs> go hunt it down but uh, of course of course we did get uh like the 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 
teaser poster kind of thing with the amber and the T-Rex head and, and all the names and stuff like that. I think that was around the time when they actually said, all right, guys, we're actually going to push this movie to 2022. So that was, it was Wait, so is it cool 2022 or is it 2023 now? 22. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe tomorrow will be 2023. I don't know. Hopefully not. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we got we got an assortment of chairs and stuff, picture wise, and and other set photos. But yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of really good set stuff. Of course, there was a lot of leaks and things that we're, we're not going to talk about. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty active um, production, I think. And and like I said, they were all together, so we got a lot of. Um, videos and pictures and content from people being all together, which was really cool. So, and I hope, honestly, I really hope something comes of that, you know, that there's maybe a, a documentary or something that showcases how they all stayed together and, and became like a family during this production. And, and I think that would be really cool. Hopefully fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, you'd hope that they, I mean, cause look, like they obviously didn't have a production crew. I doubt they brought anybody extra on to document it. Right. But it seems like sure. everyone kind of was documenting them it themselves you would hope that like they would maybe hire someone to coordinate and collate those those videos and edit them together as some just you know some kind of music video or montage or something you know just something to watch on the dvd later i'm just i'm just hoping they gave colin like you know they just sent him in like a small handheld camera and they're just like hey just film some stuff you know you're in the hotel just go just film some stuff think about like think about the history they were making producing mm-hmm. that film during like such weird times yeah you know yeah. and yeah i don't know man there's not too many movies that are gonna get to say that they they did that i would i would think maybe the closest parallel would ma- i mean mission impossible is filming now but like i think avatar I did everything like, but they were in new zealand and things have been like pretty good over there so but i also yeah like that's the thing is like oh it was good over there i feel like we're kind of hopefully seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with with covid and this this vaccine that's gonna get passed out eventually um but like jurassic like went into the mm-hmm. pandemic right it was like yeah. they were in production before it all hit the fan and they literally produced that movie through the the meat of the pandemic and so that's pretty historical i want to say I mean, what's the actual like closest equivalent was like maybe Wonder Woman 2, but I feel like they were almost they were probably out of production and in like post-production during when the pandemic hit um, a year ago. So, yeah, I feel like Jurassic is going to be the big poster child for what it was like to make a movie in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hopefully they don't need to use it as a model in the future. Um, No, I hope so. (laughs) Let's let's move on to our next one here, which is – it's actually the just toys, Mattel toys and everything that they offered over the course of 2020, which, you know, we've said it time and time again, but again, it was an off year. And, you know, when we came into 2018 with Mattel producing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom toys, I just I never imagined that in 2020 we'd still be searching the stores. We'd still be scouring the Internet to try to find you know, certain pieces and they're still developing crazy new stuff uh, all the time and, and some really amazing things. And 2020 was pretty, pretty great. I think for, for a lot of these toys, there was, there was some really good stuff out there. Yeah. I want to say it's funny. You're still scouring the stores. And to me, I'm like, I still have Brad Joe scouring the stores <laughs> for me. Um, but like, yeah, we had a lot of good stuff this year. We had 
the Sinoceratops, which I think was, is oh that, is God. that for me? Yeah. I think that might be the coolest one this year. It, it, I was honestly looking through mine as well. And I was like scouring my shelves here and I'm like, I think that might be my favorite one. It's hard to say, but yeah, I think that might think be my favorite really one. Cool. I think, did we get two Carnotaurs this year? I know we got yep. Toro, mm-hmm. but we also got the one that's just like Toro, but like the, it's the just a slightly red. different paint job. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Those toys are awesome. And I think those both hit in 2020. Um, those yeah. figures are amazing. Um, I don't have an ir- is irrit- irritator. Ir- yeah. Irritator. The irritator. The, the, there's like Majungasaurus. Um, what else? Oh, the, the Seats during this year. So there's been a lot of really oh, weird, yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's been so much fun stuff this past year. And I know there's, I know that we're going to be missing a lot, but I'm like constantly like looking behind me on the shelves to see if I can see anything. Sarcosuchus came out, I think this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did go to New York toy fair in February. Um, right before, before pandemic before, hit, yep. before all this happened. And, you know, we got a glimpse of, uh, you know, the 2020 offerings and it was some cool stuff. You know, I, I don't know, like, as a whole, if I was blown away by like the lines itself, but individually there was some really, really interesting stuff. And um, even the, the Amber collection, uh, for me, that has been huge. Like I, I love the Amber collection. I think over the course of this past year, like the Amber collection has really become some of my favorite stuff that Mattel has produced. And the right. fact that I, I now have a full uh, Raptor squad, despite you know one of them looking a little odd but i have i have dennis nedry now in amber collection i have dilophosaurus i have there's you know it's it's a a wealth of like places you can go with this line and i I would really love to see it continue but like amber collection was awesome for me well speaking of nedry he's the one that kind of for me brought me onto this toy topic which is like Mm -hmm. did you ever think we'd get a dennis nedry that looked like wayne knight from the movie like I know we have Nedry in the Kenner line and he's to scale with all those characters, but like, it doesn't look like Wayne Knight. You know what I'm no, saying? No, not at all. I have the toy right here in front of me. Yes. I had to bring it out for the conversation because like, it's a spectacle, dude. Like this whole thing is just like amazing. The fact that they, they released something that like you're saying looked like Wayne Knight actually. It was just like random, like one-off figure uh, for San Diego Comic Con, I believe, right? And uh, and it also came in this this Barbasol can. It's it, with sound effects, as you could hear. You know, like it. They didn't get cheap. They they they, they really uh, created something very cool this year. Now I'm wondering because for me, I think that's like out of ever since Mattel took over, that's been the most. Those two events, the the Comic Cons, have been the most stressful as far as like wanting to collect like the, the figure Um, because the first comic con after dominion was, uh, was Hammond. And then there was uh, Nedry. And so I would say like in 2021, that's something I'm not looking forward to is being stressed out, trying to get like Lex or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, that I'm not looking forward to, but um, yeah, like it's crazy that we're getting, some of these off these offshoot human characters um when really yeah, like i yeah. feel like we've kind of learned we've kind of learned this year that humans just really aren't cutting it as far as as far as the bottom line over sure Mattel, you know? and i think um 
it kind of ties into uh, what we were talking about before with the gaming and stuff, how it, it felt like those the games were a ramp up to Dominion. I, I feel like the same was with like that that uh, that uh, Nedry figure. I feel like that was a ramp up, which we can talk about in our in our, our final piece here on, on 2020's list in a, in a second. But um, yeah, I feel like 2020 was a way to remember who Dennis Nedry was and, you know, make fans around the world familiar again with the character and, and the, the Barbasol object. And, and, and so I, I, I feel like there was a bigger play behind the, the scenes there. Um, and I'm glad there was, I, I'm, I'm happy to finally have these things and, uh, it's awesome. Man, I would love, I know we've said it before, but like, I would love if there was human toy packs and like, you know, you put two characters that are like beloved characters, and then you maybe stick in like a Gennaro or a Dotson in in the pack, right? To kind of mm. to to boost to boost that up. Because I will say, like when it comes to dinosaurs, I I think I think at this stage, I think Mattel is the clear winner as far as the breadth of uh, the variety of species that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kenner still dominates in human selection and vehicles um and play sets you know sure as well um that's just something that like i don't know if we'll ever get back to i mean star wars seems to be ramping back up with um they, it seems like they've figured out a way to make vehicles obtainable and worth worth the money for them to make by kind of making them these like website exclusives or whatever um yeah yeah i would love for mattel to explore that with vehicles. Cause I think, I think even after dominion, it kind of just became like apparent that like the vehicles were probably not great sellers. I feel like I bought, gosh, those Jeeps with the net launcher. I think I bought like four of them and it was getting to the point where like I was buying them for like seven or $8 on Amazon CA, which is like $4 us, you know? So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I, I feel like they overproduced on vehicles, um, near the dominion thing. And what there was that, there was the lava set that didn't uh, didn't get circulated very much. There was the the Owen Grady with the was it a motorcycle or something that he had, and he was like a white yeah. oh, Draco was, Rex uh, or something. Oh no, it was like a yeah, it was like a motor yeah, um, a quad or ATV. It was a quad, and, yeah. yeah. Because the the motorcycle was with a different pack that was like with a Baryonyx and. Which also didn't get a ton of circulation. Like, I think that was maybe like what a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. That was a Walmart Um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but even still like we're, we're getting these packs now, like we're, uh, and there's no, no vehicles, but we're getting dino human packs right now that, uh, are just not moving all that much. And it, it, it scares me for 2021. Uh, like which ones are not moving? Well, you know, we, we got the Camp Cretaceous set, which I thought was pretty awesome. You know, you got a brand new paint job on two figures, um, the Stegosaurus, which I think was pretty awesome. Which you was great. This, like, yeah, it was gray great. And, and a darker gray. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Baryonyx, which I think is going to resemble one of the Baryonyx from season two. And then, of course, you got Darius and Bumpy. And that's amazing. You got a, another human figure from an animated show. That's super cool. So I think we're all really, really excited about getting that one initially. And for, you know, since then, it's just been kind of stagnant on the shelves. Um, same thing with the Island Escape set, Isla Nublar Island Escape or whatever it's called, um, which featured John Hammond, uh, Ellie Sattler, and two raptors and that banner, 
another spectacular mm-hmm. set, but I'm I'm hoping that like there's not like you know a lot of backlash from like places like Target that were selling these things, um, you know, for future iterations of the same kind of thing. I mean, maybe not, but you have to look at those, look at those figures and look at the the offerings that went along with them. Like, I would argue that. I would argue that Darius shouldn't have been sold with a repaint of dinosaurs that have already seen like their third or fourth iteration on the shelves, right? Like yeah. put Darius with a, a, an actual like sized bumpy and maybe, oh, I don't know. Um, what, 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 what other dinosaurs were in Camp Cretaceous that were like stars? I feel like, um, I mean, well, what what I think it comes maybe, down to is maybe like, with compies or something like I don't know. Like what I'm saying could, is like, and then yeah. you look at the islands thing, right? The island escape set, the big draw was was Hammond. If you weren't able to get, um, if you weren't able to get yeah, the sure. original Comic Con version, and like I'm sorry, like by this point, I don't think Ellie was a great draw. I don't even think the two traditional colored Raptors were great draws because they were just they were like the fifth or sixth iteration of those same exact Raptor toys. Like <laughs> maybe even they got farther than that characters yeah. with dinosaurs that are worth having. Yeah. And I, I think what they need to do is kind of scale it back so that you're, it's not a pack that's $20 or more, you know, like I think they need to scale it down to like just a human and a dinosaur and make it like 14, 15 bucks or something like that. It, it gets to be too pricey. And that's, that's their problem is right now. The Amber collection is just sitting stagged in, in uh, targets. And that scares me because I really love that line and I want to see it thrive. But uh, even through the holidays, nothing is moved in my store. Uh, as far as uh, the Amber collection is concerned, there's just loads of them, at, 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 you know, listed at twenty nine ninety nine. Even there, even for a period of time, there was a sale where they were knocked down to like twenty dollars or something like that. So uh, they're still not gone. So that's that's worrisome for the future. And we, as as far as we know, it seems like they have a lot of plans for Amber Amber collection in uh, in Target. But um, you know, I think I think twenty twenty one is a little iffy. We don't really know, but. Um, Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can, you know, enjoy the toys that we got from 2020 because I think they're pretty great. <laughs> well, I think, you know, 2020, COVID introduced this concept of like, you know, you really had to pick and choose the things you wanted to invest your money in, right? Because for a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, there was a lot of job loss this year. There was a lot of uncertainty in, will I have my job, you know, kind of in two or three weeks, you know, and then that went, this has gone on for months, right? Because there's, it's just so unclear as to when this is going to end or how long a company can keep paying its staff. And so I think the mid-range collectibles, like something like that, I almost wonder if they just had a hard time because people were maybe like, if they're, if you're into collecting, okay, I might be willing to like stock my money and get something really, really awesome, or I'm not going to get anything at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I wonder if mid-range collectibles like that hurt. I wonder how Star Wars fared with the Black Series this year. You know, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same the same vein of collectability. Yeah, like it's a little cheaper. <laughs> you know, yeah, are they? That's okay, the problem. Yeah. yeah, they're they're about nine dollars cheaper, which is uh, a shame. Ooh, so that's a, that's a good price cut. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but toys. I think we're pretty fun. <laughs> that's that's all we got to say about that. Um, yeah, totally. Our our last thing on our our list here for 2020 um, 
and and I have a specific moment which I think was pretty fun. But uh, we wanted to discuss like the theories and and the conversation around Dominion and and our thoughts on characters like Dodgson being announced and like I was just mentioning with with Dennis Nedry figures kind of ramping up to something. It feels like. Um, we had a whole episode of The Wire, or not a whole episode, but a, a big portion of the episode where we discussed like the entire opening, what we had assume is the opening of uh, of Jurassic World Dominion, taking a lot of context clues from different things here and there, and and piecing things together in our in our most fan fictiony headcanon way, and I know we came up with a lot of really really fun theories uh, specifically surrounding those those characters and and even more actually so that was like one of my top things of this past year and it's it's something that we did here on the channel so it's a little self-indulgent but i feel like our theories and conversations uh on the wire and and other segments uh was just top notch i really love them i mean you i don't i don't pay attention to the analytics of the channel i know you do but like come on that had to have been one of the biggest that had to have been one of the biggest spikes in in interactivity with the audience with uh youtube uh interactions and all that so it was just the the release of the dots and information and like our guessing what all of it meant right like that had to have been a huge thing for the podcast um, yeah i feel like there, there was a lot of conversation centered around it whether it was on youtube or people reaching out on social media or or whatever but like that was just one of the most fun fun times i had and i i couldn't help but want to like explain our theory to everybody because whether it happens or not, I I think that was that's just an awesome idea and everything. And maybe we should kind of dive into it just just a tad. Um, but I, I remember I mean, we talking. Can't, I don't know if I remember it all that well so at this point. I <laughs> I, I, I kind of remember. So what we um what we discussed was that, and we mentioned it before with the production and the fact that like some of these images look flashback like and stuff like that. So I think. We we wanted to see, and this probably will not happen by any measure uh, of anything. But like, I wanted to see a flashback that set up the character of Dodgson again, because a lot of people are unfamiliar with the character; they don't really know who he is or what his goal was or who he worked for. Even you know, if you didn't read the book, you don't you don't know anything about him. Um, you just know that he's a guy that handed over some money and wanted some DNA, uh, and that's about it. Um, so I feel like for the general audiences, if you're going to bring back one of these big characters for, you know, a lot of the hardcore fans and people like that who are really diving into this stuff daily, um, you kind of need to refresh everybody's memory. And, and what better way to do that by doing a flashback of one of the opening scenes in Jurassic Park where you get Dennis Nedry going to the cafe and meeting Dodgson. And we, we were discussing – that like it would even bring in Dr. Henry Wu because we need this way to to That's right. to, to tell everybody that like there's a reason Dr. Henry Wu is not necessarily just this this cocky uh scientist that we saw in the first movie there was there was a reason why he went down this path and became more of a villainous character more of an evil guy um working with the bad guys all the time so we were talking about like you get to see that cafe scene um, whether they do de-aging or just or, – or shoot it from behind all those characters. But how fun would it be to see this scene from somebody who is sitting just a few feet away 
who would be Den- uh, who would be Dr. Henry Wu watching this all go down and seeing and and knowing that uh, that Dennis Nedry is just a, a, a kind of like a mess up. He's not really going to do it right. He's not going to take care of the job the way it should be. So he he kind of approaches Dodgson after the fact and says like, look, you know he's not going to get it done. If you need somebody to get it done and and to to carry this thing across the finish line, I'm your guy. I want in, whatever it is. And he he kind of like weasels his way into the situation, and um and you at the same time you're you're refreshing everybody's memory about Dodgson and that situation with the Barbasol can and everything like that, and. I just thought that would be a really fun way to do it is to, you know, to de-age. And you actually get a de-aged B.D. Wong, like right there, right in front of you. How cool would that be? Dennis Nedry, yeah. I don't know what you would do if you would just shoot him from behind and or whatever. But, like, he doesn't necessarily need to be a part of the scene. But I thought that would be a fun way to ramp up to this character with these toys and, and, and the Barbasol stuff. And everybody really remembers that, you know? So that's a big thing from the first yeah. movie. I do remember, like, talking about how, like, this this would this cafe would be a place that Dodson would be a kind of a well known person, right? Because there's the whole gag of like you know, oh, we've got me- Dodson here, and nobody cares. But it's like I do remember like saying like you know, this might be a a layover spot for people traveling from Nublar to the mainland, right? So like, sure, yeah, Dodson for, for like Nedry, you know, people in this area might be uh, acquaintances. You know, you these might be regulars that you see a lot in this yeah. area. Well, and I think you mean it, Henry Wu, right? You mean Wu? And and Nedry like well, kind I'm of saying like paths. it would be like it would be not uh, it it would make sense to me if like Wu was in that area while Nedry and Dodson were talking, and I think you use this as a good way to like introduce this actor as Dodson since we don't have the original um, to to work with, and so you kind of just yeah you like redo that scene um, and you fill in some gaps or expand the world of just that very minor scene from the first movie and you make it kind of a bigger a bigger deal because i i think if you don't if you don't retell that moment and make people like realize who he is when you actually go to 2020 whatever year it's going to be and you you introduce dodgson he's a guy who heads this company bios in and you know people aren't going to connect the dots until they go and rewatch Jurassic Park again, you know, however right. many days later or months or wh- whoever knows when they're going to rewatch Jurassic Park again. But you don't want them to connect that dot like months later when they're like, oh, is that the guy? Oh, I didn't even know. You want them to connect the dot right then and there. So why not relive that moment so that when they when they flash forward to 2021 or whatever or 22 – you see Dodgson now. He's he's the head of a, a of a company, a major company. He's doing his own genetic stuff, um, and and we know why. We know we have the setup. We don't have have to have like some like newscaster be like Dodson, you know, Lewis Dodson here, uh, leader of biogenetic company here. Like you don't want that just to to be told to you. You kind of want to like break it down and see it again. And I, I think that would be uh, the perfect way to do it. And also introduce the fact that. Henry Wu became somebody who was kind of nefarious in that moment. You know, he's like, I want my cut. If he's going to get paid, I want to get paid for this. And, you know, I can I can take my my funds elsewhere because if he wasn't paying uh, Dodgson or um, sorry, Nedry enough money, if if uh, Hammond wasn't paying Nedry enough money, surely he wasn't paying Dr. Wu enough money. So I, I think there's a lot of correlation. And also, I, I know we continued the scene. 
into like the the Dilophosaurus area where you know he drops a can, it falls in, and that's when shortly after, minutes later, Doctor Henry Wu shows up and he scours the location. He sees what happens, what happened, and then he maybe kicks the Barbasol can and gets that can. He's the one who takes it to the finish line. And we find out later that, you know, it just didn't pan out. The DNA didn't work. He didn't have the, the, the necessary tools to harness that DNA. So ultimately, the plan failed. But it would be a cool way to see that happen. And then Here's later, the thing, years though. down the road, it works. It's like, I love all of this. And I think that it's the, I think it's the best way to show, not tell. And I think it's totally like proactive storytelling. But we have that, we have that horribly lazy exposition at the beginning of dominion that just basically tells you through a yep. newscast i know about I know. the volcano <laughs> like it's like man i would love it's like it's like you'd love to give them more credit but you just have to go back one movie to see that they are not above just the laziest of mm. storytelling moments to fill the audience in with just lame exposition like i i, I you know whatever i don't want to go off on on that necessarily yeah. but like like our idea is so cool. And I just, I, <laughs> I wish it was something that I felt confident that we would get something similar. I'm, I'm very hopeful because I feel like we are in this age of um, fan service in a, in a, in a yeah. way that we yeah. never expected, you know, we, and we thought it was starting back in 2015 with films like Jurassic world and the force awakens. We thought that was fan service. It was nostalgic. It was everything we wanted, but they didn't go deep enough. Nowadays, they are going f- full, fully as deep as possible, and that kind of got kicked off with Endgame. You know the way that yep. they, the, you know, yep. the Avengers, they they kicked that off, and they did everything you wanted them to do from start to finish. And nowadays, yep. we have, um, you know, uh, the fan service wise, they're, look, they're re- they're remaking the Justice League movie. Uh, Mandalorian came out and then did everything you never expected them to do, but everything you wanted them to do. Like they did it, and it's it, yeah. you know, like how, how, I, I this was just a theory I thought uh, that would happen that that would never happen, but it happened. And so I, I hope we're in this fan uh, service age for Jurassic right now, where. They do these things that we never expected and we always wanted. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's a great way to appease the fans and do something really cool and, and to revisit a lot of fun stuff. You know, you're you're absolutely right. There seems to be a there seems to be almost like a mentality in the writers' room of like, okay, I need the audience to air air pump their fist like every ten minutes right like (laughs) yeah yeah especially with like avengers and then like even i was watching and i won't spoil but i was watching wonder woman uh 84 the other day yeah and whatever i'm not gonna go in on whether or not that movie is good or bad i (laughs) i overall enjoyed that movie yeah yeah there were there were certain moments in that movie where i like i'm sitting next to my wife going oh my gosh no no, they're not. No, they're not. Oh my gosh, yep. they did it! Like I, I did the exact same thing, and I, I, we're probably talking about the same moment. And I was just like, I, I, I never thought that they would do this. This is amazing. This is so cool. Yeah, it, like, totally. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it after this because like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I'm on my couch, just like legit, like, uh, well, here we are. They, they did it. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. can't believe this exists in in a canonical DC universe, like. Yeah. Holy crap! This is amazing. Um, I think, but there was like a few moments in that movie that did it, and 
there's really not much nostalgia out there for the DZEU, right? Like it has its hardcore fans, but it's not like a, it's not widely as accepted as like the MCU or anything, but like, yeah, like I thought it was awesome watching that movie and just, there was a few moments where I was like, Oh, I can't, I cannot believe I, I saw this in a major motion picture. This is amazing. This is fan service, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to the next level. And, and Mandalorian. Yeah, you're right. It's like, I feel like Filoni and the, and the other crew writing it are just like, okay, how can we get the audience stoked every 10 minutes? What can we show them? You know, that would just, they've always wanted to see since they were kids, you know? Um, and they're doing it. And, like, why not? Why not give the audience what they really want? You know, you can yeah. always reboot in six months if you don't like the outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just hope that that's the thing that happens. They can take the movie wherever they want after the, the first five to ten minutes. Oh, and and another thing that we we kind of skipped over was that 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 uh, that uh, Dilophosaurus moment uh, with Dennis Nedry. You, you see you see Dr. Wu pull up in his own Jeep and he finds the can and he is just narrowly he just narrowly escapes a full-size adult dilophosaurus that's what we all I want think, you know that's what i think that's the perfect way to cuz the thing is like okay our our whole theory is great but it's really long in the tooth as far as like not getting to a dinosaur moment and you have to have a great dinosaur moment in at the beginning of every jurassic film right um and that's I, it. I guess yeah. except for Jurassic 3 we don't have a great dinosaur moment but um, you have to have that. I think, especially after, especially after Dominion's uh, dinosaur entry, which I think is arguably the best in the franchise. Um, oh, you mean King, Fallen Kingdom? What did I say? I think you said Dominion, but who knows? <laughs> okay, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom's Fallen Kingdom's first scene with the T Rex is arguably the best. I would even say it's arguably arguably one of the best scenes in all of Jurassic cinema like oh for sure it's absolutely amazing um but it's easily i think hands down my favorite entry into the series i mean the original spielberg opening is is amazing for just such a different reason because we were still in this mode of like not seeing the animal quite yet but Mm -hmm. by the time you get to jurassic park 5 like who cares just show an animal you know Yeah, yeah and and i think trevorrow does such a good job at handling the t-rex and not making the t-rex the like major star of the body of of the movie um whereas like in jurassic park and the lost world it was like okay when's the t-rex coming when's the t-rex coming but with with the trevorrow stuff it's like he kind of knows that the t-rex might be kind of stale as like the main antagonist animal of of the series and so he Mm. gives you the t-rex in just the right moments and just the right spots like you go through you go through Jurassic World, and Jurassic World is interesting enough that you don't need to have the T-Rex until you get to that very end, and then it's it's the whole crux of of taking down the Indominus, right? And then the beginning of Fallen Kingdom, it's like that entry with the T-Rex is so powerful and so good that like you're satiated through the rest of the movie not seeing the T-Rex until like, you know, the volcano sequence, you get like a shot or two. And then the final, you get a shot or two. But like the T-Rex in the Trevorrow universe hasn't been like a the t-rex hasn't been the one hour mark problem if that makes sense like in the first two the t-rex is the first hiccup in in everything you know yeah um if that makes sense and i i would love 
you know, and and, and kind of going back to that in a way, like you, the first the first Jurassic World showcased, you know, a moment from from Jurassic Park. You know, we got to revisit the the uh, the this what is it called the the visitor center i'm like there's way too many discovery center innovation center i don't know it's the visitor center so we got to revisit the visitor center right from jurassic park and then fallen kingdom gave us the uh the 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 explorer at the base of the tree you know that was that moment revisiting that moment so the third we can't go to a third movie without I don't think you you can go without revisiting something, right? Because that's been the thing is revisiting these moments. Now you're re, you're going to re, revisit a few moments here in our theory, but I, I love that idea of revisiting that jeep on that little waterfall kind of thing going on there where the yeah. banana peels sound. Uh, and I imagine he pulls up and he spots the Dilophosaurus popping out, and he's like, "Okay, I'm okay." It's a small one. Just I'm going to be fine. One. Yeah. Yep. And then he turns around to go back to his Jeep and it's a big one and it's right there. And that, that, that would be one of those moments that you were just talking about with the fist, you know, fist pump. I'm like, I've got my hands in the air. I'm, I'm going crazy. Cause it's just an amazing moment. I'm clapping. I'm, I'm hooting. It's, it's going to be awesome if, if that happens. So let's keep thing. our fingers crossed. <laughs> Somebody has to die in that intro. And I think the perfect character to kill off, and we didn't talk about this, but and I don't know that I don't remember the character's name. Um, okay, in the original book, there was another guy that was kind of like they Gennaro in the movies was a combination of two characters from the book, Gennaro, and there was another guy, like a like a media guy. Do you remember what I'm talking about mm-hmm. at all? Yeah, he got, I do. Uh, what he got was killed his name? by a baby T Rex. What was his name? I'm blanking on his name. I know his name and his oh, name. Oh, me too. Like it's killing uh, me. I don't remember. I don't remember. Everybody's hating that us character right now. Is not, that character has not been in the movies. And wouldn't it be awesome if if that guy was like with Wu in the car um, and then gets killed by the full-size oh, Dilophosaurus? That would, be, oh, that would be amazing. What is this guy's name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 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 Ed Regis? Is it Ed Regis? Ed Regis. There we, there go. we go. Ed Regis, yeah. Um, It would yep, be great yep. if that we would just be, got like that'd be amazing. Regis in the car with Dodson. Like I'd be down for that. Yeah. And how cool would it be though? If like Dodson, Oh yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like we're getting too deep with this theory. Anyway, <laughs> forget about new in, in, intriguing things. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Someone's gonna talk, man. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Ed Regis, let's throw him in Who, whoever it is. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, that that breaks breaks down our theory completely. We just like lost our our, our momentum with the theory. Um, but um, that's our list for 2020. I think that's pretty good. What a what a good year for Jurassic News, despite Seriously. all the terrible things going on. Seriously, um, and I think I think 2021 could be pretty good too. Um, you know, like we're saying, hopefully there's a lot of hope for the future and. Uh, and I just want to kind of list off a few things. We can have some small comments, but I, I want to keep it light um, for 2021. But we have a few things that we want to see for 2021. Um, obviously, we're getting Camp Cretaceous season two, right? So I can't believe we're getting it so fast. And we might, who knows? We might even get season three or four. I don't know. I have no idea. They're coming so fast now that we might get multiple seasons this year. But focusing I think, in yeah, I on think season, season two, three. 
I think so too. I I, I definitely think we will. Um, but focusing in on season two, like I'm super excited. The the trailers have looked amazing. Um, we're getting more and more dinosaur species, and um, you know, you were talking about how they you know save the T Rex uh, for certain things. They've saved it for season two. It seems like so. I'm excited to see that again, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 very excited to revisit these characters. I'm ready for season two. I'm more excited for season. I'm more excited for season two than I originally thought I was going to be. And I think it's because we're now in an uncharted timeline. Yeah. Um, I feel like season two kind of like tread on, it was like filling in gaps in a timeline that I already knew about. Um, But now we are completely in new uncharted timeline uh, that we don't know anything about. I'm super excited for that Ceratosaurus. I'm a little bummed it's just gray in that trailer, um, but yeah, that's you know, a, whatever. I, I don't know what's going see, on there. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see that thing. I'm excited for the Baryonyx. I'm excited for the T Rex. Um, wondering what Blue might, if Blue would show up, or or what role Blue could ha- have um, in in season two. Um, you know, I'm excited. Like it's, I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, I think so there's yeah, yeah you're, like you said, it's uncharted territory. There's a lot of places you can go, and I I don't know, like maybe this, like we we're saying earlier, this is that that uh, ramp up to Dominion. Initially, it, it should have been. Um, so who knows what kind of details maybe that could pay off in Dominion or something like that. So we just got to pay extra extra care here because we don't know what we could see. So I, I'm excited to to find out because That's true. You know, we we have a lot of genetic companies or pharmaceutical companies or whoever out there um so i don't know i'm excited to see maybe we learn about that drone wherever that drone was or who you know who was behind that if there was anybody else out there on the island or you know there's a lot of cool possibilities i think for season two so i'm excited and uh it's happening very soon so that's that's amazing yeah that's awesome the only thing you know the only thing you talk about with season three it's like i feel like were there going to be things in season three that somehow tie into names and animals we learn about in dominion which would mean they would have to like almost completely change what season three is yeah that's that is fair i mean i don't know i haven't yeah i don't know if things are going to show up or they'll just like ignore them be like "Eh, let's not pay attention to this thing right here that is going to show up in the future um but i don't know i i don't know how they're going to handle that so i'm interested to find out and see what comes of camp cretaceous um, whether it's toys, whether it's, you know, other media, uh, other things I, I'm excited to see, and hopefully we get multiple seasons. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be awesome. Um, all right. What's the next thing on 2021's list? Well, we wanted to touch on two individual toys here. Ones that, uh, stuck out to both of us. The first one being the, uh, this one for me, the black soundstrike Cryolophosaurus. Now this I thing. Wait for that. It looks amazing. The Cryolophosaurus is one that I I passed over this past year. I was like, you know, I don't I don't really need that thing. I don't care for the color. Uh, it, it looks a little odd to me. But once I saw this one, I was like, what? This is amazing. I, I need this thing right away. It, you know, yeah. we don't have any dinosaurs that look like this. So I need this one absolutely right now. And I feel like you feel the same way about uh, your choice as well. Yeah, well, so the Cryolophosaurus is something that as soon as I saw it, I sent to you. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, In fact, you know what? If there's, a, if there's a diehard fan out there, I want them to go back and find where I said that the Cryolophosaurus toy should have been black and red. 
because <laughs> I feel like this is the toy that like, I mean, sure, the, the yellow one is cool, but man, this black and red one is really, really awesome. Um, and then yeah. I am equally, if not more excited for Spinosaurus version three. Um, Seriously. Yeah. So, so happy that I'm so happy now that I passed on version two, trying to find that Walmart blue uh, variant. Um, I shouldn't say I passed on it. I literally just couldn't find it. But my disappointment yeah, yeah. is is subsided by the fact that I think this third iteration is, I don't, here's the thing. The first version is close to the movie version, but I'm not going to say it's like accurate, but I feel like this one also has some parallels to the movie version, but it's also not accurate, but it's really cool. It looks really like, it definitely has like a reptilian like paint job to it. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know what it is about this, this new Spinosaurus, but like it just, as soon as I saw it too, I was like, oh my God, it looks awesome. I like that new paint job. I don't know why I like it so much. Like, what is the reasoning? Is it is it more nuanced and more, I don't know, just a better paint job than the original one? I, I like you, also wasn't really into the blue one or never got around to getting it. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm really into this, and I, I definitely hope everybody has that chance to get it. Yeah, I think that if because the the first one was such a colossal disaster. Yeah. Um, and then really the second one was a disaster too. Like it was hard to get. Um, I hope this is one that everyone can get their hands on. I know like I really want them for my nephews for Christmas for Christmas 2021. They actually just got Brachiosaurus for Christmas. Um, I got them Brachiosaurus. Um, you know, and I had bought those like back in February or March of this last year. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hopefully get a couple of those for my nephews because I wasn't able to get the original one for them. Um, and I mean, I guess I could, but they're not like they're to get the original at this point, it's like 90 to a hundred bucks. And you have to know somebody in the UK <laughs> who's willing to go buy it for you and yeah. send it to you. And even that is like, that's when it's still like $90. So just to buy one off the internet, you're looking at a higher price than that. So I hope this is like the mass market one that everyone can get their hands on. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, cause it looks a lot of fun and I, I don't know. I, I think it looks even better than that. Uh, where do I have that? I have it around here somewhere, but, um, yeah, I think it looks even better. And, uh, and you know what about it? It kind of, yeah, it does have those, um, those like camp Cretaceous looking eyes. So who knows, who knows, maybe in the future, um, you know, yeah, I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good possibility. It, It has those eyes that no other creature really has that they've made outside of their camp Cretaceous toys. So I'm excited oh, to hopefully wired, that's a wired see that. Discussion, buddy. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Um, so our next thing here, our next two things actually. Well, the first one is uh, the excitement around the Velocicoaster opening up uh, this coming summer. I'm, I'm assuming sometime spring, summer, down at uh, Islands of Adventure in Florida. So Universal is opening up a new like high speed coaster. It looks incredible. Uh, it looks super sleek. Uh, very Jurassic World centric, and I am super pumped to hopefully get a chance to go on this sometime in the future here (laughs) man i was was it i don't know if it was before we were recording or what but i am ready to travel um Uh i'm ready to i'm ready to take all my banked vacation days that i didn't get to spend in 2020 and i'm ready to just jet set somewhere and (laughs) and check out something cool and something new um i think 
the Velocicoaster is more reasonable over Beijing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to do some fun traveling and not like, I mean, I haven't been doing any traveling this year, so you know, yeah. any any kind of vacation anything, I can get would be anything. fantastic. Yeah, and and I, you know, in my in the back of my mind, I always had hopes to be able to head out to to Beijing, which is the next item on our list to, to go see you know, the opening of Universal Beijing because they have that entire Jurassic World section called Jurassic World Isla Nublar or whatever it is. And, you you know, you've got right. top-of-the-line new attractions and, a, a, you know, brand-new uh, section of the park, and it just looks incredible. I, the whole park is going to be brand-new. So that alone is very exciting to see a brand-new park. But um, the fact that it's a, a massive Jurassic World, like, section full of, like, mountains and – uh, aviaries and roller coasters and, uh, you know, other attractions. It just looks incredible, dude. And, you know, with number three there and four being these, these theme park attractions, like I, I hope we can have the chance to visit them. But yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like 2021, I'm, I'm definitely going to go out there when, when, when that comes out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the case this time around, unfortunately. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on where we're at with, I guess, this this pandemic um mm-hmm. i will tell you that like i am excited to ride it and not have to wait in a giant line if that's the case um <laughs> well you know, I, mean, I don't know as, as of today universal closed for uh capacity so um who knows <laughs> oh geez fair enough <laughs> but uh our final thing here uh our final thing that we want to get hyped about and excited about for 2021 and we don't know we don't know if any of these two things in this one thing here are going to come true but we really want to see and i think this was on my list last year we really want to see uh, Jurassic world dominion trailer or teaser or something like that how how cool would it be you know we we the movie's done they've done the production i don't know if they're gonna have to do any reshoots or anything but typically you know maybe we would have gotten something around thanksgiving if it was coming out this past year or this next year, 2021, maybe we would have gotten something around Thanksgiving. Most likely we would have definitely got something around Super Bowl, which is coming up. Um, I'm assuming, do they still do football? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we would have probably gotten a trailer in some reasonable time right around here. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case here, you know, since the movie was pushed out to 2022. Do they save a trailer for you know, Super Bowl 2022, like all the way out there. Do they save it for that or, or Thanksgiving of this year? I don't know. Or 2021. Like, I, I feel like there's a decent chance we get a trailer. I just don't know if we are. So I'm hopeful, but uh, that would be probably my number one excitement for this, this upcoming I mean, year. I think I said it here. I'm, I would be totally down for a very old school teaser that – yeah. is basically like a logo and some talking like that that to me would be like the best way to give a trailer for 2021 because i mean let's face it man the jurassic marketing team they're not shy about what they show you even from like the very beginning so yeah i think it would be a nice change of pace it's the perfect opportunity to like drum up some excitement um but who knows maybe they take maybe they take a uh a play from the Ghostbusters book and don't do anything, you know, like Ghostbusters has gone dark since yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, um, pretty much. They, 
there was there was one little thing that they did, and that was when Ghostbusters was re-released in drive-ins and stuff like that over this past summer. Um, they were supposed to have a lot of big stuff this past year, Ghostbusters, obviously with the film coming out. But like during the anniversary of Ghostbusters' release, there was supposed to be a lot of big, big information, but I don't think they did anything. And instead, like with the movie in drive-ins, they actually showed like a little – highlight reel or something like that of of father and son working together on a new project and it was it was very sweet but that's it like that's that's all we got i believe so yeah you're right i I hope like i hope that's the kind of mentality going in here it's like we need to continue this we need to like make this last until 2022 so let's give them something short simple you know like the pirates of the caribbean uh teaser you know that was one of my favorite ones ever it's just that, like, it was like the the skeleton walking through the water or something like that, and something super simple, or you know, any of the old Jurassic teaser trailers from the past, The Lost World, you know, anything simple. I'm trying to think of the teasers for. I know the teaser for The Lost World was that CG T Rex in the water, right, like stomping in the water, and then. Uh-huh. There was a teaser for Jurassic Park 3, which was like a POV shot, like walking through the jungle. And then... I don't remember. I feel like I feel like Jurassic World was just straight up like they showed Owen on the bikes and with the raptors and like training the raptors. And I feel like that they didn't, they didn't like show any restraint with Jurassic World. And then they definitely didn't show any restraint with Fallen Kingdom. Um, yeah, at not, all. At all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um. Yeah, I'm wondering if I, I I would like them to do something small and nuanced this time around. They have the opportunity. Like, why not? You know. Um. I would also maybe love to see a a battle at Big Rock get some kind of like another push. Maybe you know, maybe it goes to HBO yeah. Max or maybe it goes to to Peacock or something. Just something to kind of give that a little bit more staying power. I really want it to show up on iTunes. Like, I want to own that as part of like a, my Jurassic collection, but I don't know if that's going to be a a possibility. I I don't know. I know they, they have their heart set on the release of Dominion on DVD is where you're going to be able to get that, that short. Um, oh, is that I, are, do we know that's is that like official? That's I, I think Colin said it somewhere um, that that's what their plan is. But man, why why not have it anywhere else? And and yeah, you got me kind of hyped. Like you know, mentioning HBO Max or something like that. And at this point, yeah, it would definitely go to Peacock. But like, get some hype around that. That would be awesome. Hey, if they want to release another one, please do so. <laughs> I, feel like, um, I feel like they out that, but yeah, like why not put this thing on Peacock? Like. It originally aired on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was well, it was it was kind of like a, a combo thing. It was like yeah, it was on FX and YouTube and Twitter. It was like all over the place. So yeah, it was all it was all over. Okay, weird. I don't know, but I, I, more more battle at Big Rock would be great, I guess, to fill Please. in the gap. You know. Yeah, um, I would like to see a poster. I know you would as well. Um, like, I know we got the the amber T Rex thing, but like, I want something that actually showcases the logo. Like, what is the logo of this movie yeah, with the title and, and all that stuff? Because that's been something I've been wanting for a while. I keep I keep pestering Colin. I'm like, hey man, where's the, where's the where's the the logo that we're gonna get? It? What's it gonna look like? I want to know. I want to stop sharing around like 
fake looking things or whatever. So uh, we need something official. So hopefully we get that this year too. Yeah, I would love that. I know that's something I'm very excited because I have the other five. I have the other five like logo posters and I would love to have the sixth. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm pretty hopeful for 2021. I hope we get uh, <laughs> everything on our list and more. Um, and, and I hope we get a lot of surprises. You know, 2020 was filled with a lot of surprises. So hopefully they do the same for, for 2021. I think there's a, a definite possibility. So yeah, here's keeping hoping, our fingers man. crossed, you know. So I appreciate you uh, you joining me for two lists here. Hopefully everybody else came up with lists that were somewhat around the same. If you have anything different or interesting, shoot it our way. If we missed anything, let us know. I'll try to break it down some other time in a, in a wire. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a follow-up or something if we missed anything. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Aaron. It's been fun. Hey, man, thank you for having me for this super short two-hour episode, uh, <laughs> or two-hour segment here. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> started at the, 4 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock. I know, I know. In the meantime, where can everybody find you online? <laughs> you can find me at Aaron D. Byer over on Twitter, and you can check out my IMDb page, uh, which is stagnant right now because the movies oh. aren't open, and uh, you can't go see anything I've worked on. Mm. So that's a bummer. But it is the industry. the industry moves forward. It does. Yeah, it's moving, man. I'm excited. Yep. So, but, uh, thanks yep, for- that's it, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> 2020 terrible- going out, going out with a blast here. <laughs> so God, just awkward as ever. <laughs> we got it. one of these days. You know, several years in, we'll have figured out how to end a segment. I don't know when. I'm not sure. Maybe 2021. That's actually I'm going to add an, an addendum to our list. 2021. The last out of the draft. Yeah. podcast has a great end that's it figure it out figure out how to we- podcast that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> okay fair enough thank you so so much for listening to the 261st episode of the jurassic park podcast of course, thank you so much to Aaron for, for joining me yet again in the final episode of the month, the final episode of the year. It's crazy. 2020 is over. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good to know that this month is over, or this year, this month and year, everything is over. Um, but that doesn't mean our struggles are going to end. That doesn't mean things are going to just go back to normal. We have to keep going, keep fighting, keep staying safe out there in 2020, uh, 2021. I'm so confused by all these dates and times and numbers, uh, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, but yeah, we got to keep safe. We got to keep going strong. And um, yeah, but thank you again to Aaron for, for joining me again. And it's always so much fun to chat and i think you know of course we wanted to do a quick segment for you but we did extend it a little bit of course we can't help but go on tangents um but yeah so thank you again to each and every person that listened throughout 2020 we really really appreciate it we are what five and a half years on now and uh i just i can't believe where we're at i can't believe everything we've done so far uh this past year and every other year before that it's been truly amazing to see you guys follow along with whatever craziness we're discussing and uh, just just following along as we discuss Jurassic every every week, every month, every every year for the past five and a half. That's crazy. I, I just can't believe everybody is still out there following us. 
Never, never would have expected this this type of uh, support and everything over these years, and uh, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And, and of course, going into 2021, uh, I think I said it before, but just stay positive, stay healthy, stay kind, wear your masks, do what you got to do to stay healthy and keep all those people around you healthy. Um, that's the most important part is, is be kind to others out there. Um, and, and hopefully it'll pay forward, uh, going on in the, in the year. And, uh, like I said, I'm really hopeful for, a, a positive 2021, something that I think is hopeful for Jurassic fans. And, uh, you know, I know it's a year where we expected a film, but I think, uh, I think there's a lot of positives that can come out of uh, the movement of Jurassic World Dominion into 2022. So it gives us another year to all become friends and to discuss Jurassic, something that we all love so, so much, and just to appreciate each other and to help each other. And I'm super excited about that. 2021 is going to be a really, really interesting year for Jurassic fans. So let's keep that conversation rolling, stay steady, um, and do the best we can. That's all you can ask for. But that's all I have for you today. So thank you so much for listening throughout this year. Stay safe, and we'll see you all on Friday with our Camp Cretaceous month-long breakdown of uh, Season 1, followed by the kickoff of Season 2 on January 22nd. So we'll see you guys on Friday. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle off. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. And myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. Okay, team, listen up. We've got a new predator on the loose. Not you, Blue. The predator we're talking about is the coronavirus. Now I'm going to help you spot the main symptoms in the wild. First, watch out for a high fever. Second, a dry cough like this. Third, trouble breathing. It might even sound like this. Whoa, whoa, back up, Blue. Don't forget about social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from anyone you don't live with. Good job, Blue. We all have to be extra vigilant if we want to beat this virus, even if we don't have any symptoms. That means always protecting ourselves and each other. 
Because this virus, it's invisible. It's made up of germs just like these. It could literally be anywhere. It attacks our bodies. Oh, Blue! Hang on, Blue. Drop it. Drop it. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Which brings me to my last point. Always wash your hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. No! Hey, come back here! Remember, we're all in this together. Teamwork is our best defense. Blue? Blue? No! Don't eat the soap! Drop that right now! Oh, should be burping bubbles for a week! <laughs>